the title for our message this afternoon is in the form of a question. And the question is, are we really asking for harvest workers? And as we study the Bible this afternoon, I think you will see why I have chosen this question as the title for our message. So we're going to look in Matthew chapter 9, starting with verse 35. And if you have a Bible, I invite you to look at it in your Bible. Matthew chapter 9, starting with verse 35. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. Verse 36. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Verse 37. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Verse 38. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. We will end our scripture reading there. And let's pray again. Our great God, you have given us your word. Help us to understand it. Help us to believe it. And help us to obey it. Help me as I teach. Help Brother Jimmy as he translates. And help all my brothers and sisters to have an open heart to what you want to say. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to look at the first two words of Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. Jesus went. Jesus went. 
The word went in the English language is the past tense of the irregular English verb to go. 在英文里是一个去的过去式。Jesus can tell us to go because he went. 耶稣要我们去,因为他先去过来。Jesus never asks us to do anything that he is not willing to do himself. 耶稣从来不要我们去做什么事情是他不愿意做的。Jesus never asks us to do anything that he has not already done. Jesus went. And where did he go? Look at the next word. Jesus went through all the towns and villages. When I read my Bible, I take Every word seriously. And so I think it's important to notice that Jesus went through all the towns and villages. It doesn't say that Jesus went through some of the towns and villages. It doesn't say that Jesus went through most of the towns and villages. It says that Jesus went through all the towns and villages. Can we all say that word all? Let's say it. Ready? All. Let's do it one more time. All. Do you know why Jesus went to all the towns and villages? Because first of all, Jesus believed in the importance of evangelism. And Jesus believed in the importance of mission. Evangelism, missions. Do you know the difference between those two things? Let me show you. Evangelism is reaching people who don't believe in Jesus. All of us need to be doing that. Missions, missions is reaching people who don't know there is a Jesus to believe in. And more of us need to be doing that. Let me show you two verses from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4. The people of Capernaum tried to keep him, that's Jesus, from leaving them, but he said, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. Jesus 
Now, it's very possible that someone here today in this room senses that God is calling you to missionary service. You know that God has put his hand on you and he's calling you to missionary service. And you're excited about that. And it's, it's a little bit scary, but it's exciting. And, and so you've told some of your friends and some of your family that that's what you believe God wants you to do. And some of them have said to you, Oh, don't do that. You need to stay here. We need you here. Our church needs you. Our town needs you. Our country needs you. America has huge spiritual needs. You need to stay here. Now that was what was happening with Jesus. The people tried to keep him going. They said, stay here. And Jesus said, I can't stay here. I've got to go to the other towns also. Do you know why? Because those people have never seen me once, Jesus said. Those people have never heard me. Now let's look back at the verse again, verse 35. And Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. Now look at verse 36. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Now I am a Bible underliner. When I read my Bible, I always have my pen close at hand. When I see a word or a phrase that I think is important, I, I underline. And in this verse, I have underlined two things. I've underlined the word saw, and I underlined the words had compassion. And then I have drawn a line between those two things because they are linked by the word when. When he 
saw the crowds, he had compassion. 当他看见这许多的人的时候，就怜悯他们。So I want to talk to you for a minute about the expression to have compassion. 所以我先要跟大家来呃分享这个有怜悯的心这什么意思。You can study this expression in the Greek language, and it is used to describe deep love or deep hate. 当你要读这个呃希腊文的时候，这个词是用来表明很强烈的、最强烈的爱、最深层的恨，都是用这个词这个表达。It's a deep word， 是一个很深刻的一个词。And the best way to translate it in a way that we understand would be to say that to have compassion means to have your stomach get tied into a knot. 最呃最生动的呃解释就是说，这个呃怜悯就是你的胃都像打了个结一样的感觉。That ever happened to you？ 这个事情发，你的胃打过结吗 ？Your stomach ever get tied to a knot？ 你有没有这样的时间，你的胃打结了 ？What is it that makes your stomach get tied into a knot？ 什么时候你的胃会打结呢？在什么情况之下 ？It might be a pink slip. From your employer telling you that you have just lost your job. 也许是你的雇主给你一个粉红色的信封，告诉你你失业了。It might be the biopsy report from your doctor's office. 也许是你的医医院里头的那个活体检验出来的报告。It might be a foreclosure notice from the bank. 也许是从银行来的，说你的房屋已经要被拍卖的那一个的通知。It might be a final exam at university. 也许是你学校里头的最后一门的考试。It might be divorce papers from a lawyer. 也许是从一个律师那里寄来的离婚的协议。Now I just made up that list. 我只是呃。只是编造一些这样的呃，这样的一些情况。But the reason I mentioned all those things is I guarantee you that any one of those things would tie my stomach into a knot real quick. 因为我我举这些例子是因为当这些情况临到我的时候，我的胃就开始打结。But the question is, what was it that tied Jesus' stomach into a knot? 那么问题是是什么事情使耶稣的胃会打结如此深深沉的一个情感呢 ？And the answer is lost people. 答案是失丧的人。Now look at the verse again. When he saw the crowds, his stomach got tied into a knot. 他看见这许多的人，他的胃就打结了。And I ask myself this question: Why? Aren't we more like that? 我要问的问题是为什么我们不是这样呢 ？I mean, we really aren't. 我们真的不是这样的。I mean, when's the last time you <coughs> cried, really cried over a lost person? 上一次你为一个失丧的人流眼泪是什么时候呢 ？And I ask myself, why aren't we more like Jesus? 我就常常问我自己，为什么我们的心不像耶稣的心呢
And and I think there are lots of reasons. But one of the reasons is right here in the biblical text. It's because we're not looking. Now, I love music. And years ago, a new Christian song was written. More than 40 years ago. And some of you have been here long enough to remember when that song was first written. And the song's title is People Need the Lord. Now that song is so old now that young people, when they hear it, think it's new. And when the song first came out, every church where I went to speak was singing that song. And I really liked it when I first heard it. But after every place I went sang it, I started to get tired of it. But do you want to have a meaningful experience with that song? Get your iPhone or your iPod download that song onto it legally and then go to the Smith Haven Mall how many of you know the Smith Haven Mall? Put your hand up. Okay. Now, take your, your device, get a set of earbuds, go to the mall, don't go into the stores, stay out in the hallway, Sit down on one of the benches. Put your earbuds in. Turn the music on. And watch the people going past you as you listen to the words of the song. Every day, they pass me by. I can see it in their eyes. Lonely people filled with care. Headed who knows where. On they go through silent pain. Living fear to fear. Laughter hides the silent cries. Only Jesus hears. Now you're listening and you're watching the people. 
And you can the sharing. And then the song says, People need the Lord. 然后这个诗歌就说, 世人需要主, People need the Lord. At the end of broken dreams, he is the open door. 在最后的梦幻破碎的时候,有一个门为人开启。People need the Lord.人们需要主,you're watching.People need the Lord.你看的那些人群,其实其实是个人们需要主。People need the Lord.但是有谁意识到人们需要主。But that's not what we go to the mall to do. 但是我们到小屏幕去，我们不是去做这个事。We don't go to the mall to look at people. We go to the mall to look at clothes.我们不到那里去看人，我们到那里去是要去买衣服。We go to the mall to look at computers.我们到那里去买电脑。We go to the mall to look at cosmetics.我们到那里去买化妆品。And people get in our way.但是人们就在我们的面前就。now listen carefully. Jesus never went to the mall to look at clothes. He always looked at people. And when he did, his stomach got tied into a knot. Now, now I want you to know I'm not making this up, the connection between looking and being moved. Let me give you a couple examples in the Bible. Do you remember the story of the Good Samaritan? In Luke chapter 10. So there was a man living up in Jerusalem, and, and he made a journey down to Jericho. And halfway down that road, he was robbed by robbers who beat him and stole his money and left him bleeding and dying on the road. 在半路的时候, and we read that a priest, a religious worker from the temple, came down that road, and when he got to that spot, he went way around on the other side, and then kept right on moving. And then we read that a Levite, another religious worker, Came down that road, and when he got to that spot, he went way around on the other side. And then we read that a Samaritan man came down that road. Now the man lying on the ground was Jewish. And the man coming down the road was Samaritan. And the Jews and the Samaritans hated each other. And look what it says in Luke chapter 10. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, 
And when he saw him, he had compassion. 就唯有一个撒玛利亚人行路来到那里，看见他就动了慈心。So when the Samaritan came down, he stopped and he looked and he stopped. And the Samaritan 人他来到这里的时候，他没有经过，他乃是停下来，然后看见，看见之后，然后他的胃就开始打结了，他就动了慈心。So why did his stomach get tied into a knot? 为什么他的胃现在开始打结了呢 ？Because he looked. 因为他看了。Now I don't know about Lake Grove, but where I live in South Carolina, there are people on the street corners always begging for money. 我不是住在 Lake Grove， 但是我住在南卡的时候，在我们那边常常有人在街边祈祷。So you drive up with your car. And the light turns red. And they come up to your car asking for money. Now what have we taught each other to do? Don't look. Don't look. Pretend you don't see them. You 要假装你没有看见他们 Keep your window up. 让你的车窗不要摇下来要关着 Look. 不要看 And I'm afraid we've taught ourselves to do that when it comes to lost people. 我的忧虑是，是不是我们也被训练成看见不认识主的人，没有听过主的人？在人的时候，我们的心情，我们的态度也是这样。Let me give you another example from the Bible. 我再给你们一个例子。Do you remember the story of the prodigal son? 你们有没有呃读过浪子回头的故事 ？In Luke chapter 15, 在路加福音第十五章 ，we read about a man who had two sons. 我们讲到有一个人，有两个儿子。And his younger son came to his father and said, "I would like to have my inheritance now." 小儿子就来对父亲说：“请把我当得的份，把财财产都分给我。”And and the father graciously gave it to him. 他的父亲就呃把这个财产给了他。And we read that the younger son took that money and he went to a far country. 然后我们就读到这个小儿子就拿了钱之后就到一个很远的地方去。And he spent all the money. 在那里他就呃浪费资财。And he had nothing left. And he ended up feeding pigs. 后面他呃的结局竟然是去喂猪。Jewish boy feeding pigs. 一个犹太人的男孩去喂猪。And he says to himself, "This is crazy. What am I doing?" 然后他对自己说，我在干啥呀？我我我在干什么嘛？ I have ruined my life. 我把我的生生生活完全的给毁掉了 Maybe, maybe if I go back home, my father will let me back on the property. 也许啊，也许啊，我回去的话，我的爸爸，我的父亲还会让我回到那个那个庄园里头去 Not as one of his sons, but at least as one of his servants. 也许不是当个儿子让我回去，但至少可以让我做一个布工吧 And so he started back home. So he started to go back. And look what Luke 15 says. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him 
and was filled with compassion for him. 然后相离还远，他父亲看见就动了慈心，他父亲的胃就打结。You see the connection between looking and being moved. 你们看见这个看和动了慈心这两个中间的联系了吧？ Now watch. The father saw him when he was still a long way away. 当那个呃，当那个相离还很远的时候，他的父亲就已经看见了。Why did the father see him when he was a long way away? 为什么他的父亲在他乡里还那么远的时候就看得见呢 ？Because that's where the father was always looking. 那是因为他的父亲一直都在朝那个方向看。Now, don't forget there was another brother in the story. 我们要不要忘记了还在你和还一个还一个儿子 ？He didn't leave home. He did everything his father asked him to do. He kept all the rules. 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 He kept So the older brothers working in the field. 当大儿子在田里头很用功的做做事的时候 ，the younger brother comes home. 他的小他的弟弟就开始回来。The father sees him while he's a long way away. 当父亲远远的就看见小儿子回来 ，the father runs to him. 然后这个父亲就跑过去。Embraces him, and the two of them walk together back to the house. Then they two of them walk together back to the house. Then they two of them walk together back to the house. Then they two of them walk together back to the house. Then they two of them walk together back to the house. Then they two of them walk together back to the house. Then they two of them walk together back to the house. Then they two of them walk together back to the house. Then they two of them walk together back to the house. Then they two of them walk together back to the house. Then they two of them walk together back to the house. Then they two of them walk together back to the house. Then they two of them walk together back to the house. Then they two of them walk together back to the house. Then they two of them walk together back to the house. Then they two of them walk together back to the house. Then they two of them walk together back to the house. Then they two of them walk together back to the house. Then they two of them walk together back to the house. Then they two of them walk together back to the house. Then they two of them walk together 事实上，那个小儿子回来，父亲带着他回去之后，他们就要开始有一个大的宴会。Music 有音乐 ，dancing 还有跳舞。In fact, the music was so loud， 那个跳舞卓卓越的声音是那样的大 ，that the older brother out in the field heard the music。然后这个在田里干活的大儿子他就听见了这个音乐的声音。And he goes to the house and he says, "What's going on?" 所以他就回到那个家里头去，他就问说发生什么事了。And only then does he learn that his brother has come back. 只要那时候他才知，他才得知他的弟弟回来了。So the reunion of the father and the younger son happened out in the open where the older brother was, but he never saw it. 当父亲把这个小儿子迎接回家，一起拥抱的时候，那个大儿子在田里头。Why didn't he see it? He 为什么没有看见呢 ？Because he wasn't looking. 因为他没有看。Oh yeah, he was looking at his work. Yeah, 他是在看他所做的事情。His life. 他的生活。His family. 他的家庭。His children. 他的小孩。His job. 他的工作。His salary. 他的工资。His savings, his 银行存款 That's what he was thinking about. 那是他在看的事情。And he completely missed 
what was happening on the road. 所以他就把在路上所发生的所有事情完全的没有看见。He wasn't looking. 因为他没有看。Look what Jesus says to us in John chapter four, verse thirty-five. He says, "Look, I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields; they are ripe for harvest." We have four children. All the years our children were growing up, from the smallest until they left home. 我们的小孩从很小的时候一直长大，他们离开家。We had a two rules in our house. 在我们的家里头有两个的规矩。The first rule was that the whole family had to be together around the table for supper every night. 我们的第一个规矩是。每一天，一家人都要在一起吃晚饭。And the second rule was that after supper was over, nobody left the table for at least thirty minutes while we read God's word, discussed it, and prayed together. 第二个规矩就是吃个晚饭之后，没有一个人要可以离开这个呃餐桌，我们要在一起一起来读经，一起来祷告，有三十分钟之久。And we did that every day. There's not many Christian families that do that. But we did. And we always did it around the table in our kitchen. And next to the table, under the kitchen counter, there was a drawer. 那个呃，餐桌旁边的呃壁柜下头有一个抽屉。And in that drawer we had two books. 在那里的抽屉里头有两本书。A Bible. 一本是圣经。And a book titled Operation World. 另外一个就是 Operation World. Every Christian family in this church should have a copy of Operation World. 每一个呃基督徒在家庭在这个教会里头的，我希望每一家都会有这一本书。Operation World，It's a Christian book， 是一个基督徒的书。Talks about every single country in the world。他谈到在这个世界上的每一个国家。How many people live there？ 有多少的人住在那里 ？How many of them are Christians, if any？ 如那如果那里有基督徒的话，有多少基督徒？ How many missionaries are there, if any? 在那里如果有宣教士的话，有多少个 and, ？And then it gives you two or three things to pray about for that country or that people group. 然后他就要给你们两个呃要带祷的事项，就是为那个国家所要带祷的。And every night after we read the Bible and discussed it, we would open Operation World and we would pray for a different country. 那么每天我们读完圣经之后，我们都会一起要看这个枢纽后的一个国家。And by the way, we all prayed, all six of us. 我们我们一家人六个人，我们都一起祷告。Even when the children were real small, 甚至很小的小孩都祷。Everybody prayed. 每个人都祷告。And on the lips of our children, night after night, were places like Togo. 
每一天一天呢，我们就在呃学到一些不同的地方，比方说 Togo 这个地方 ，Mauritania， Mauritania， 大家知道吗 ？Uttar Pradesh， <笑> Bhutan， You know You know where all those places are, don't you? What were we doing as we prayed for those places? We were looking. 我们在为那些地区祷告的时候，我们在做什么呢？我们在看。And we were asking God to tie our stomachs into a knot for the unreached people in those places. 我们也在求上帝使我们的胃因着那些还没有听见福音的人在打结。Let's look at verse thirty-seven. 我们再看第三十七节 Then he said to his disciples, "The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few." 于是对门徒说，要收的庄稼多，做工的人少 Now Jesus is saying two things here. 耶稣在这里说两件事情 And the first thing he says is, "The harvest is plentiful." 第一件是说，庄稼已经收了，很充足 Now when Jesus says that, he's not speaking literally. He's speaking Figuratively, 在这里耶稣用的是不是字面的意思？他是用的是个比喻的意思。He's using a farming analogy. 他是用的呃呃务农的一种的术语来描述他所看见的事实。So let's imagine for a minute two farmers who meet on the street at the farmers market. 呃，我们可以考呃，我们可以考虑一下有两个。农民他们在农民的市场上相见之后，他们一起来寒暄的说话。And one farmer says to the other, "How are things going?" 一个就对另外一个一个说，哎，情况怎么样 ？And the other farmer says, "The harvest is plentiful." 然后另外就回答说，哦，庄庄稼呃有很多。What does that mean? 那是什么意思 ？Does that mean that it's been a good year? That the crops are overflowing. Yeah, this farmhouse is so overflowing. That the barns are full. 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 That the barns Of his earthly popularity, because, uh, uh, if we study the Bible, we know that he was in his uh, in his farmhouse when he was most popular. Thousands of people were following him. Uh, thousands of people were following him. Thousands of people were following him. And if Jesus were speaking today, it would be equally true. 如果今天耶稣这样说的话，事实上我们看我们的世界好像也是对的。I want you to look at the statistics on the screen. 我们现在请你看一看这个统计数据。Since 1945, the percentage of true followers of Jesus Christ has grown from 3% to over 12% of the total world population. 从一九四五年起，真正跟随耶稣的基督徒比例已从世界人口的百分之三增加到百分之十二。Wow, wow, that's awesome. 那是很不错的。We should all be clapping. 我们应该要欢呼啊。Yes, yes, thank the Lord. Now, do you know why I chose the year 1945? 你知道我为什么选择一九四五年吗 ？Because that's when I was born. 
因为那一年我出生。So now you know how old I am. Now watch, in 1945, there were 80 million true followers of Jesus in the entire world. Today, just a little more than 70 years later, there are 800 million true followers of Jesus in the world. That's a growth from 3% to over 12% of the total world population. Can I talk about China just for a minute? Okay. 1949. All the missionaries were expelled from China. Do you know how many true Christians there were in China in 1949? Do you know how many true Christians there are in China today? Well, it depends on who you talk to. But I think it's easily possible that right now in China there are over 100 million true followers of Jesus. How awesome is that? Praise the Lord! South Korea, 30% true followers of Jesus, 30% of the total population. Africa, south of the Sahara, the southern part of Africa, 50% true followers of Jesus. Let's put the phrase up again. The harvest is plentiful. When Jesus said this, he was not talking about the reaped harvest. He was talking about the right but unreaped so let's talk about this in 2018. Right now, nine out of every ten people in the world are spiritually lost and outside of personal faith in Jesus Christ. And when you drove here to this property today, you passed some of them on your way. And some of you may be thinking, what? Nine out of every ten? You just told us there were 800 million believers. And there are. 是的, 有八亿, 
But how many people are living in the world? But how many people are living in the world? But how many people are living in the world? But how many people are living in the world? But how many people are living in the world? But how many people are living in the world? But how many people are living in the world? But how many people are living in the world? But how many people are living Have never once heard a clear explanation of the good news about Jesus Christ. 接下来我们看，在世界上每三个人中有两个人从来没有听过关于基督的清晰完整的福音。Two out of every three people. 每三个人中就有两个没听过。And if you drove here today, you passed some of them on your way. 你今天来教来教堂的路上，你事实上就驱车经过一些这样的人。Oh. They know the word Christian. And they've seen churches. And they've seen the cross. And maybe if you live on their street, they know you're a Christian. And even though they're not in church today, they know you're in church today. And they may even admire you for your religion. But you've never told them why. 但是你从来没有告诉他们为什么你来信耶稣。You've never told them why. 你从来没跟他们讲过。They have never heard a clear explanation of the gospel. 他们从来没有听见过一个清晰完整的福音。Let's go on. One out of every three people living in the world not only is lost, not only has never heard a clear explanation, but one out of every three. Has no true believer in Christ living near enough to tell him or her the message of Christ, even if they want to know it? Now, if you're taking notes, let me give you the exact. Number of people. This is 2.35 billion people. 在现在 ，2.35 billion. 啊，那个一呃，每三个中的一个的话，就是 2.35 两二十三亿五千人。It's hard to say. Now watch. These people have never met a Christian. They've never seen a church. They've never seen a cross. Christmas and Easter are not in their calendar. While we wait for the second coming of Christ, they've never heard of His first coming. They have no computer access. They have no cell phone access. They have no radio access. They have no satellite access. These people don't even know that there's a Jesus to believe in. And I'm talking about the year 2018. 我现在谈的不是以前的事，乃是谈到我们今天2018年的事
When Jesus made this statement that the harvest was plentiful, there were 250 million people in the entire world. 当呃耶稣在说呃庄稼啊呃庄稼呃呃要收的庄稼多的时候，他讲的是是有。And today there are over seven billion people. 而是呃当耶稣在说这个话的时候，那个世界上有两亿五千人，但今天有七十亿人。So what's my point? 那么我的呃我的。My point is that if it was true then, it's even more true now. 我要我要说的是，在那个时候是这样，在现在应该是更是这样。So let's go back to the phrase, "The harvest is plentiful." 我们再来看要收的庄稼多。What did Jesus mean when he said this? 当耶稣说要收的庄稼多的时候是什么意思呢 ？He meant the need is huge. 他要说的是。这个需要是这样的大。How many people here have been to India? 你们中间有谁到印度去过 ？Any hands? 把手举一举。India, 印度 ，just that one country， 就这一个国家。Listen carefully. 你们仔细听。There are more lost people in India. 在那里失丧的人。Be than all the lost people in Canada. By by, Canada's 失丧的人 add to that all the lost people in the United States. 在美国所有的失丧的人 add to that all the lost people in Central America. 还有在中美洲所有的失丧的人 add to that all the lost people in the entire continent of South America. 而且把南美的所有的不信神的人都加在一起 Add to that all the lost people on the continent of Africa. 还把所有在非洲的不信主的人都加起来 And in India, there are more lost people than all those others combined. 在印度，当把呃不信主的人、需要听福音的人比在所有我们刚才提到的北美和呃南呃南非的非洲的这所有的加起来还要多。Friday night， 在星期五的晚上 ，I told you about the missionaries that tried to reach the unreached Alka tribe in Colombia。我呃星期五的时候跟大家讲到，就、yeah, yeah, yeah. 星期五的时候我跟大家讲到，有宣教士要把福音要传到在厄瓜多尔的。Now that was more than sixty years ago. That is 六十多年前的事 Listen carefully. 你们仔细听 In that part of South America, 在南美的那一片地区 there are still two hundred and fifty ethno-linguistic tribal groups that have never been contacted from the outside. 在那里有二十多万的一些的呃呃部落，他们还和外地的人还没有接触过。And all of those tribes are bigger population-wise than the Alka tribe 60 years ago. 在六十多年前，那些的部落比那些宣教士所要去接触的那个部落都要大。The harvest is plentiful. The need is huge. 要收的庄稼多，需要实在大。But then Jesus says a second thing. He says, "But the workers are few." 但耶稣接着说，但做工的人少。So let's talk about that phrase. The workers are few. 我们再来看看做工的人少。Now 
And I want, to, I want you to look at these statistics on the screen. Today, 2018, over 70,000 young people are studying in evangelical Bible colleges and seminaries in North America. Isn't that wonderful? Now, why do they go to Bible colleges and seminaries? Because that's where you go to study the Word of God to prepare the, to serve the Lord full time. So these are young people that feel called to serve the Lord. Now here's the question. How many of them are planning to take the gospel to the 2.35 billion people? And we know because we ask all of them when they graduate, what are you going to do? And here's what they tell us. Of these 70,000, 5% plan to become missionaries and 95% plan to remain in their homeland to do full-time ministry or to enter the marketplace. Now I have a trivia question for you. Maybe if you watch Jeopardy, you'll hear this question and you'll get it right. Here's the question. What percentage of the total world population lives in North America? North America, Canada and the United States. Answer, 5% less than 5%. 答案是, less than 5% of the total world population lives where we are right now. And I know some of you are thinking, oh, that can't be right. We've got New York. Los Angeles. Miami. Chicago. San Francisco. Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal. Now watch, you take all those huge cities, add them all up, all the little towns in between, and add into that immigration, legal and illegal, and you still get less than 5%. 我告诉你们，你们把这所有的大都市的人口和它周围的一些小村庄的人口全部加起来，甚至加上一切的移民，无论是无论是合法的移民还是非法移民，加起来的话，还是不足全球人口的百分之五。So what's my point? Look, look, look at the of the seventy thousand in Bible colleges and seminaries, five percent plan to minister to the ninety-five percent of the world's population outside of North America. 
and 95% plan to stay here and minister to the 5%, the majority of which have heard about Jesus at least once. Does that sound right to you? No. We, we need to get the numbers going in the other direction. Look at the next statistic. There is one full-time paid evangelical Christian worker in North America for every 200 people. I didn't say for every 200 Christians, I said for every 200 people. 我不是说有200个基督徒有一个全职的人, 而是说200个人. And then let's go to Italy for a minute. Where my wife and I and our four children lived for 13 years. 我和我太太以及四个孩子在意大利住过13年. In Italy, there's one full-time paid Christian worker for every 200,000 people. 在意大利每一个你薪水的全职的基督徒中，基督徒要呃，他面对的呃人是二十万人口。Or let's go across the Mediterranean to Algeria，然后我们现在到阿尔及利亚去，where there's one full-time paid Christian worker for every two million people。在那里每两百万人中间，才有一个是全职的你薪水的基督徒工人。and then there's those places in the world where there's not one for any. Look at the next statistic. North America, Canada, and the United States is still the most evangelized continent in the world. Yes, we are post-Christian. Yes, we are postmodern. Yes, America and Canada are fast moving away from the moral pillars upon which they were built. But when it comes to access to the gospel, there is no continent on the face of the earth where there is a more equitable distribution of Christians to the population than right here in North America. So let's go back to Jesus' statement in Matthew 7:37. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Jesus is saying the need is huge and there's so few people doing anything about it. Now, if you have been listening to everything I've been saying up until now, you should have a question in your mind. Now, if you have been listening to everything I've been saying up until now, you should have a question in your mind. 
And the question is this: What can we do about this? 那个问题就是说，我们能做什么呢？ I mean, don't you want to know? I want to know. What can we? How can we change the numbers and get them going in the right direction? Well, I'm here to tell you that Jesus tells us what to do. Right in the passage that we're studying. I want to tell you, Jesus in his words. 呃，所所讲的这段话，你会就把这个解决的方法告诉了我们。Look at verse thirty-eight. 我们看 ，Jesus says, Jesus says, because the need is great and the workers are so few, here's what you need to do. 他说，你看需要这么大，呃，我们庄稼有那么多，我们要我们该怎么做呢？在这里他就说了 ，He says, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into His harvest field. 所以你们当求庄稼的主，打发工人出去收他的庄稼。Let me show you the same verse in the New Living Translation of the Bible. 我们在另外一个新的一个译本里头是怎样说的 ？So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask Him to send out more workers for His field. 在那里说，所以当向那位掌管收割的主祷告，求他差遣更多的工人去他的地中。Now. Before we go to the next slide, tell me. I, I want to tell you what happens when I share the statistics I just shared with you, and people are really listening. 我现在给我在看下面之前，我要给你们分享。当我把这一切的统计数据所拿出来之后，其他人的一些反应。Somebody comes up to me afterwards, and they say, "Doctor Murray." I always knew there was a huge need in the world, but I had no idea it was that big. 有些人就跟我说，哦，穆迪博士啊，我知道这个需要很大，但是我从来没有意识到这个需要是这样的大。And it's obvious that we need a lot more missionaries. 所以我们实实在在需要更多的宣教士啊。And I just want you to know, Dr. Murray, if I were thirty years younger, I would volunteer. 如果呃，然后他就跟我说：“哦，穆里博士，你要知道吗？如果我是要再年轻三十岁的话，我就不要去了。I'm a little bit older now， 但是我现在有点老了。And, I, and I've got a family， 我有个家。And I've got some health issues， 我的这个健康也有问题。And there's probably some parts of the world where we just couldn't go。有些的世界上的一些地方我们也许不能去。And they're absolutely right。他们说的是对的。” Then somebody else comes up to me and says, "Dr. Murray, I always knew there was a big need in the world, but I had no idea it was that big." Oh, other people also come up to me and say, "Oh, I know there is a need, but I didn't know it was so big." And I know if we're going to get the missionaries out that really need to get out there, it's going to take a lot of money. I know if we're going to get the missionaries out that really need to get out there, it's going to take a lot of money. And I just want you to know, Dr. Murray, that my wife and I. Have learned to be very generous givers. 我和我太太已经学习学会做一个很慷慨的施予者。In fact, we are giving so much that I don't think we can give anymore. 事实上，我觉得我已经给了很多很多的钱，我们现在不需要再给了。And there are people that can say that, and it would be honest. They can't give anymore. 因为他们是真实的，是诚实的，因为他们觉得不能再给了。But now watch. 现在你们看。
when Jesus said the need is huge and the workers are few. 当耶稣说到要收的庄稼多，但工人少的时候， he says nothing about going. 他根本就没有谈到要去的问题。He says nothing about giving. 他也没有谈到要金钱的问题。But he does talk about the one thing that all of us can do and that all of us do the least. 他给我们提出的呢，是一个每一件事我们每一个人都能做，但是我们都做的很少的。Pray，那就祷告。Do you know what the greatest missionary sending country in the world is today? 你知道现在在世界上，拆出宣教是最多的国家是谁吗？ It's not the United States. 它不是美国。South Korea. 是南韩。do you know the church in the world that prays more than any other church? It's the church in South Korea. Do you know what South Korean believers do every day before they go to work? They meet in their churches at 4 o'clock in the morning. And they pray for one or two hours and then they go to work. What if this man said, that's what we're going to do now? How many of you would come? The Lord says, pray. Now let me tell you about a little survey that our university did in churches just like Suffolk. We did a survey in 400 churches like yours. And we asked them about their prayer practice. And we found that the average congregation only spends one and a half minutes a week praying for God to send out more missionaries. And by the way, this poll was anonymous, so people could be honest. We found out that the average pastor Spends no more than seven minutes a day in prayer about anything. 在平呃平均的话，我们并且要看见，在牧师中间，没有一个牧师平均超过七分钟来为任何一件事情来祷告。And we found out that only one percent of Christian husbands and wives ever pray together as a couple, except to say, "Thank you, Lord, for the food." 而且我们看见百分之只有百分之一的呃呃呃基督徒夫妇，他们在一起祷告，呃，而他们祷呃除了他们祷在一起围着谢饭祷告以外，他们在一起祷告的时间，这百分之一的基督徒夫妇他们在
Would you agree? How can we change that? Here's what Jesus says. I want you to pray. Listen carefully. I want husbands and wives to begin praying together. I want parents and children to begin praying together. I want small groups in the church to really pray together. I want the congregation to come. Every church I go to, the least attended meeting in the church is the prayer meeting. In fact, most people don't even know if their church has one. Jesus says, pray. Now, I want to show you this verse one more time in the English Standard Version of the Bible. Jesus says, therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into his harvest. Now I'm going to give you a big word and ask you if you know what it is. <laughs> How many of you know what the Septuagint is? Septuagint. Anybody know what it is? By the way, it's nothing bad. Do you know what it is? All right, let me tell you. The Septuagint is the Greek translation of the Hebrew Old Testament. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew, and the New Testament was written in Greek. But many years ago, 70 men. Bible translators got together and they translated the Hebrew Old Testament into Greek. And here in Matthew 9, the Lord says, Pray earnestly. So this is serious prayer. Serious. This is not just thank you, Lord, for this day. Help me as I drive to work. Amen. See you tonight. No, this is serious prayer. Now you say, why did you talk about the Septuagint? Now remember that the Septuagint, back back to the last slide. The Septuagint, thank you. The, the Septuagint is the Greek translation of the Hebrew Old Testament, and this phrase, pray earnestly, in the Greek translation of the Old Testament, occurs in two places.
It occurs in Exodus chapter 32. And it occurs in Deuteronomy chapter 9. If you're taking notes, you ought to write those two down. Exodus 32, Deuteronomy 9. I'm just about done. I know it's afternoon. Some people are probably going to sleep. And I'm almost done, but don't leave me now. Uh, I know it's afternoon, some people are going to sleep, and I'm almost done, Moses goes up on Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments from God. How long was he up there? Forty days and forty nights. He did not eat anything. He was fasting. He was praying. And God gave him the Ten Commandments on two tables of stone. Forty days is a long time. And so everybody down in the valley is like, where is this guy? How come he's not coming back? And so they go to Aaron. Moses' brother say, Aaron, we got to do something about this. And so Aaron asked the people to give them, give him their jewelry. And he melts it down. And he makes the golden calf. And then they begin to worship this golden calf. Moses knows nothing about this. He's up on the mountain. So he's coming down the mountain with the two tables of stone. And the Lord says to Moses, Moses, you're not going to believe what happened while you were gone. And he tells Moses what the people have done. And he says, in fact, Moses, I am so upset with the people, I'm going to kill them all and start over with you. And in Exodus 32, and Deuteronomy 9, we read that Moses prayed earnestly. And he said, No, Lord, don't do it. Don't kill them. I would rather you kill me than kill them. This is earnest prayer. In fact, we read that when Moses saw what was happening, he broke the two tablets and he had to go back up on the mountain again. 
看见这发生的事情之后，他把两个石板这个摔碎了，还必须重新回到神的面前去，到山上去。And how long did he go up there? 他到那去又多长时间 ？Forty more days. 又是四十天。No food. 没有食物。Earnest praying. 在那里迫切的祷告。In fact, if you read those two passages carefully, God says something to Moses I never saw before. 那呃，事实上，我们仔细看到，我们发现神对着摩西在那个地，在那两处的圣经，神对摩西说的是我在其他地方都没见过的。He says to Moses, "Leave me alone." 在那里，呃，神说什么？说你别烦我。How many of you have children? 你们有多少小？你们多少人有小孩 ？All right, you love your children, right? 你们爱你们的小孩。But sometimes they can really be a pest, right? 对 ，and sometimes you're trying to get something done, and they're yanking at your sleeve, and they're wanting you to do this. And what do you say to them? Leave me alone. 那在当你的小孩小的时候，他们常常就拿你的衣襟，然后拿你的手，然后你要做其他事情，你就跟他们说说别烦我。And Moses, and the Lord says to Moses, "Leave me alone." 在那里，我们就看见神就对摩西说，你别烦我。Let me ask you a question. 我要问你一个问题。Has the Lord ever said that to you? 神有没有这样跟你说过 ？You know what? You're praying so much. I just wish you'd stop. 你有没有祷告这么多？神就说：“哎呀，你祷告太多了，你别烦我了。” Would you leave me alone, please? <laughs> 有没有神有没有这样说？说别烦我，你别祷告太多了。Or if you met the Lord today face to face, would He say, "Been a long time since I've heard your voice"? 也许今天我们真的碰见主了，主说：“嗯，好久我都没有听见你的声音了。” Now watch. If Suffolk Christian Church takes seriously the command of our Lord here to start praying earnestly, 如果师父基督教会把神的话严肃对待，开始来迫切的祷告的话 ，Here is what he will do. 这就是他要做的事情。He will send laborers into his harvest. 他就会差派他的工人去他的。田里就去收割。Now I'm going to teach you a Greek word. 我给你们再教一个呃希腊文。It's it's a Greek word for the word send. 这个希腊文的词就是这个差遣这个词。Listen carefully. 你们仔细听。Ekbalo. I'm going to say it again. Ekbalo. 这个词就是 ekbalo. And I want everybody to say it out loud with me. Here we go together. Ekbalo. Now watch. You have to put the k in the middle, so it's ekbalo. Ready? Here we go. Ekbalo. Oh, really good. One more time. Ekbalo. Oh, that's good. All right, now watch. You must check the count. This is the same word used in the New Testament every time Jesus cast out a demon. 你们要知道吗？这个词是耶稣在新约圣经里头每次他。赶出鬼的那个赶鬼的赶就是这个词。This is forceful, violent activity. 这个是一个很强暴的、很呃、很呃、狠狠的一个行动。Now watch. This is the same word used in John chapter two. 这也是在呃呃约翰福音第二十二章里头记载的。When Jesus goes into the temple. 当耶稣进到圣殿之后 ，and he sees the 
the money changers and the dove sellers. Do you remember what happened? Do you remember what happened? It says that Jesus, Jesus got up on a higher spot and he said, Can I have everybody here in the temple look up here, please? Can I have your attention, please? This is my father's house. It's to be a house of prayer. And you have changed it into a den of thieves. And I would like to have a show of hands of all those that would volunteer to leave. Oh, oh, I see that dove seller back there. I see your hand. God bless you, sir. You may go. Oh, I see that money changer over there. I see your hand. God bless you, sir. You may leave. Is that, what it, is that what it says Jesus did? No. In John chapter 2, we read that Jesus made a physical whip. And with that whip, he walked down among the people, turned the money tables over, and with that whip, he ek followed them. He drove them out. They couldn't stay. They had to go. Wouldn't it be wonderful if some people in this church would come to this man and say, Pastor, I don't know what's happening, but God has put his hand on us as a couple, and we can't stay here anymore. We've got to go to the ends of the earth. He's thrusting us out. But that's not going to happen if we don't pray. Now, one final word of warning. Listen carefully. In the Greek New Testament, there is no chapter division between the end of chapter 9 and the beginning of chapter 10 in Matthew. So it's all the same passage. And I want you to see the end of chapter 9 and the beginning of chapter 10 from the message the paraphrase of Eugene Peterson. Jesus says, what a huge harvest. Jesus said to his disciples, how few workers on your knees and pray for harvest hands. Now look at the beginning of chapter 10. The prayer was no sooner prayed than it was answered. Jesus called 12 of his followers and sent them into the right fields. Who were the 12 that he sent? They were the ones who prayed. So here's my warning to you. This is a warning. 
If you start to pray earnestly, don't be surprised if the Lord comes to you and says, I would like you to be the answer. So that's my warning. And my prayer is that as a result of our meeting this afternoon, there will be greater prayer at Suffolk Christian Church than ever before. Husbands with wives, individuals, parents with children, small groups, the whole congregation, the pastoral staff, praying earnestly. Some of you have said to me, uh, how did you know that you should switch from being an English literature professor to becoming a missionary? I'll tell you exactly how it happened. Uh, On our campus, there were prayer groups that were meeting to pray for the unreached peoples of the world. I didn't have any time for that. I was busy doing my studies. I already knew what I was going to be. But then I saw how serious these students were. And I thought, you know what? I probably need to go to those prayers. And so I went. And I started to pray. And we really prayed. And it was in the middle of one of those prayer meetings. The Lord clearly reached down and put his hand on me and said, George Murray, I want you to be the answer to this. Up until that point, I was willing to go, but planning to stay. But from that moment on, I have been Planning to go, yet willing to stay. The need is huge. The workers are few. Therefore, let's pray. Please, Lord, please apply this teaching to our hearts and to this church. I pray that from this congregation, you will raise up men and women who will say, I can't stay. I have to go. God is thrusting me out. 
我在这里向主来呼求，你在这一个教会之中兴起人来，让他们说：“主啊，我必须要去，因为我们在这里再待不下去。”And we know that that will happen if your people here will earnestly pray。因为我们知道这样的事情一定会发生，如果你的名开始恳切的祷告。Thank you for speaking to us today。谢谢你今天对着我们说话。In Jesus' name. Amen.